You know, recently some people have had trouble with the idea that I have critique of school. Um, They often are speaking on behalf of public schools as though I somehow am specifically attacking public schools, which I'm not. Um, So that's kind of a side point. I'm talking about the concept of schools in general, and I always am careful to say that different schools are different. (laughs) Every school is different. Every teacher is different. And we've got to be discerning and use our critical thinking with regards to each school. But what actually I want to address in today's episode is the fact that they say, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all, or don't bring others down to build yourself up, or it's not kind, you're bashing other people, you know, this is not okay type of thing. And I want to talk about the difference between criticism and critique. You're listening to The Parenting Junkie Show, the place to go to love parenting and to parent from love. I'm your host, Avital. Welcome to The Parenting Junkie Show. Thank you so much for joining me here today. My name is Avital. If you don't know who I am, I'm a performance coach for parents. My whole entire goal is to help you to create family bliss. I'm a big believer in mindset, and that is what this podcast is mostly dedicated to. I also took talk a lot about independent play, about setting up our homes for minimalism and for success, and about our partnership, marriages, and homeschooling. Lots of different topics that I like to cover, but really we're going to dive deeply into mindset here today. What I want you to know is that the point that I always am trying to make is to serve you, is to champion you, is to help you to build a strong, resilient mindset and to do that for your children as well. One that really keeps you happier and healthier and more capable rather than feeling victimized and easily offendable and, you know, timid. So I believe having a strong mindset is everything. You know, how we look at things, our thoughts, that is what shapes our realities. I really believe that with every fiber of my being. And that's why today I want to talk about criticism. Now, a little bit of background. I have a degree in um, design. It's called visual communications. It's a fancy way of saying graphic design. And I went to a design school. It's called Betzalel Academy of Art and Design in Jerusalem, Israel. And it's a very prestigious and old establishment. And they are very, very competitive there. I had an amazing time. I loved it. I loved the work. One of the things I did not love was the, the critiques. What would happen was that the teacher, the professor would give us a, an assignment like design, you know, a book cover or whatever. And we would do it and we would hang it on the wall, uh, you know, in a very perfect way with rulers and making sure it all looks very pristine before our next class. And then the professor would critique each person's work in front of everyone. Now, some of the professors were very kind and helpful with their critiques and others liked to make a big show of their power and like to really dig in to people on a personal level and be frankly mean to them, right? Lowering their self-confidence and esteem as designers. And one professor even went so far as to rip the paper off the wall because, you know, in this kind of like machoist show of power, And, you know, of course, the student ran out of the room crying and it was a whole big drama. And, you know, I used to find that so off-putting. I still find that so off-putting. 
you know, the, the need to tear people down, to make it personal, to uh, be dramatic and exaggerated about critiques was so distasteful, to, in my opinion. And it kind of feeds into that egocentric, you know, artist who only cares about their own opinion and who puts the work before people. And I never respected that. However, the other side of the critiques and the vast majority of the professors and teachers were really respectful. They were not making it personal in the slightest. They were really talking about the merits of the work. They were analyzing what does work and what doesn't work. And they were teaching us to develop our own critical thinking as well, to look at a piece of work and to, to dis decipher and with nuance and with sensitivity and with delicacy, what elements served the piece and what elements didn't. In fact, did this designer succeed in getting their message across through their artwork or had they failed because we didn't understand what they were trying to evoke or the message they were trying to send? In design, in contrast to art, you have to succeed in getting your message across. People have to know how to use a product, how to read you know, a poster, uh, what to buy from an ad advertisement. They have to want to buy the thing. Um, they have to understand how to use a building, where to go, how to, how to use a chair, right? If they don't understand, if they haven't got the message through your design, then it hasn't worked. And if they have got the message, then it has worked. And maybe it's nuanced. Maybe they get it in some ways, but not in others. Maybe some people get it and others don't. Maybe it hits on some points and doesn't hit on others. What I learned then through, you know, four years of grueling <laughs> grillings of critiques is to depersonalize criticism in this kind of way. It's not actually criticism, as I'm about to explain, it's critique, um, but to depersonalize it. I learned that my work has to speak for itself and that what I learned from my professors and my fellow students who are telling me their honest opinion about my work is to really... Uh, be brutally honest, to have integrity, and to not get offended or take it personally if something isn't working. I learned that the critique was for me, not to me. I learned that it was there to help me perform better, to improve my work, uh, to get to hone my skill, to really get better at what I was doing. And I was learned that it, I learned that it mattered very much uh, to use critical thinking and to really. Uh, deliberate and debate whether things were doing what they were supposed to do, right? Whether we liked the way this was functioning and working in this particular design or not. And that that was actually, in fact, how we improved it. In our culture, there seems to be this idea that we shouldn't say something if we don't have something nice to say. And I agree with that in many ways. I just disagree with our definition of something nice to say. The people, the professors that were ripping papers off the wall, they were being, they were giving criticism. It was personal. They were finding fault with the person and with the, uh, with the piece, right? They were judging that person and that piece, okay? They weren't actually reviewing it. They weren't coming from an energy of trying to help, of, um, of giving commentary, of discussing specific issues. They were not giving a critique. They were criticizing the designer or the work. Now let's bring it back to us. 
When I talk about school, for example, and I'm talking about school as a massive umbrella term, as I've already said, it's much more nuanced. It depends on each school and each context. But let me be clear that I think we have to be able to talk about the merits of school and the downsides. We have to be able to talk about that. We have to be able to have honest conversations about whether or not school or spanking or vaccinations or home birth or breastfeeding or cloth diapering or any practice, any choice, any lifestyle choice that we make for our children, we have to be able to apply critical thinking to critique it and decide about its pros and cons and be honest about those. There is a famous quote that says, before you speak, ask ask yourself if what you are going to say is true. Is it kind? Is it necessary? Is it helpful? And if the answer is no, maybe what you are about to say should be left unsaid. All the memes that say, is it kind? Is it true? Is it necessary? Is it helpful? And is it an improvement on silence? You know, The thing with the difference between criticism and critique is the answers to those questions, okay? Criticism looks to find fault, okay? Critique is looking at the structure of the thing. And I'm actually taking this from Writing Alone, Writing Together, a guide for writers and writing groups by Judy Reeves. And she outlines the difference between criticism and critique, and I think it's incredibly helpful for us in how we talk to ourselves, to our partners, to our children, and about, for example, the school system or anything else that we want to critique. Criticism is looking for fault. You're at fault. You're you're to blame. This is wrong, right? Critique is looking at the structure of the thing and deciphering what about it works and what doesn't. Criticism is focused on what is lacking you're wrong, you're bad, you're mean, right? And critique is finding what's working, right? Here's what's working. Here's what I want you to say. Here's what I love when you do, right? It's great when you can. Um, You know, in the case of school, criticism would just be saying, okay, here are all the awful things that school, (laughs) that happens in school. Critique would say, here's what we can get from schools and here's what we want in schools and here's what works. And if that's not happening in schools, we can be honest about it and kind about it and still say it truthfully. Criticism condemns what it doesn't understand and critique asks for clarification. So that's another thing that I definitely saw you know, in critique in in design school is that people would say like, oh, you know, this is off because I didn't get it. Whereas critique would say, well, what were you trying to say here? Can you explain what your thinking was? Why did you choose this color? Why did you choose this font? Why is this this size? Ah, okay. Well, by the way, that message didn't come across. Let's see how we can get it across better. Criticism is spoken with a cruel wit and sarcastic tongue. And critique's voice is kind, honest, and objective. And I think this is the most important point about the difference is the energy from which it comes. Criticism comes from an energy of anger. It's coming from an energy of cruelty, of trying to tear someone down, perhaps to build yourself up. But critique is kind, honest, and objective. It's really trying to look at the the subject at hand and be honest about whether or not it believes it's of service. Criticism is negative. Critique is positive. I don't know if that's always true. I think critique can sometimes talk about what's not working, but I think it does so in a positive way, right? Or in a gentle way. Uh, This is an important one. Criticism is vague and general. 
critique is concrete and specific. I think that's incredibly important because when you're giving your partner or your child criticism and you're just saying, you're always mean, or you're so disrespectful, or you're always late, or you're just not a you're, you're just not a nice you know brother, or you scream the whole time, or whatever, and it's vague and general. That means that the energy is just to bring the other person down. It doesn't help them. Critique is concrete and specific. It says, you know, when this and this happens, you tend to do so and so, and that doesn't work because of whatever reason. And we start to be really, really specific, right? Like instead of saying to our partner, for example, you could tell this is an example from my own life. Instead of saying, you're always on your phone, we could say during dinner time, would you mind please making sure that your phone is away from the table? That would be so wonderful, right? That's specific. That's setting them up for success. That's actually giving some, them something um, concrete that they can hold on to rather than just saying, generally, you're failing with your phone, right? Criticism has no sense of humor and critique insists on laughter too. <laughs> critique is uh, is amusing. Critique is funny. Critique says, you know what? This didn't work. This was a total flop. I totally get how we got here. Let's figure out next steps. Let's look at what is working. And criticism looks for the flaws in the writer or the creator or the person, as well as the writing. Critique addresses only what is on the page. And I think that is incredibly important too. Criticism finds fault with the person. You are disrespectful. You you know, are addicted. You are, you know, always annoyed. Critique is specifically about the behavior, is about the product, right? Rather than saying you're violent, it's saying hitting hurts. Please don't hit, right? It's being specific, concrete, and not personal, not making the problem personal. So I think there's a big difference between criticism and critique. The Dalai Lama says, be kind whenever possible. It is always possible. And I guess what I want to say with this episode is that it is possible to point out the things that aren't working, the things that need to change, the things that need to be improved without being unkind. And I think, you know, that's the goal that I take when I talk about things that I don't think are working in our mindsets, in our behaviors, in our systems, in our institutions. Uh, you know, I take the goal that it comes from kind energy. Uh, that it comes from the energy of looking for ways to improve, of look, uh, not an energy of blame or finding fault with people or making it personal or thinking that, you know, someone was, you know, with bad intent or anything like that, but saying, hey, I have a vision for how we can make this even more effective, even more productive, even better, even kinder. And I think that we need to live in a culture where we're not so fragile that we can't handle critique. I know many of us haven't been through the experience I've been through of really thickening your skin and learning to listen to critique with curiosity. But I want to live in that kind of world. I want to live in the kind of world where it's okay to point out the things that are great about something and the things that still need to be improved without that meaning that we're attacking someone, you know, especially if we're not attacking someone, especially if we're not being mean about it, but we're saying, look, this is what happens. You know, some of the things that I said is, look, this is what happens in school. There is age segregation. In school, there is learning to the test. There is competition between students. Um, there's often a dumbing down of the curriculum to the lowest common denominator, because that's what you have to do when you're handling 30 kids at different levels and different paces, right? Um, these, these really are facts that that happens in many schools, not all schools, but that's what typically happens. And then people will say to me, well, you're bashing schools. 
And, you know, don't you know that schools are so important for so many people? Of course I know that. Of course I know that. And of course, both things can be true. There can be merits. There can be reasons that we've got to where we've got. Um, there can be a situation where even imperfect things or things that are really, really imperfect are still choices that we have to make. But we're all much more complex than that. And we're all much more nuanced than that. And we don't have to shut down conversations just because there's critique involved. I am a huge believer in critical thinking. I believe it is not only our right, but our obligation to think critically about the things around us. I think it's our obligation not to operate under defaults, although we're allowed to, everybody's allowed to do that. But I think if we want to make changes to things that aren't particularly working, we have to be able to critique what's not working. If something's not working in our marriage, in our parenting, in our fitness, in our health, in the way our home is set up, in the way our children are being parented, or behaving or whatever, we need to be able to critique. And it's an incredible skill to have, to be able to offer honest, impersonal, just kind, necessary, true uh, critique that is an improvement on silence. It's an improvement on silence because it's working towards the next thing. It's working towards iteration and innovation and next level, leveling up, and not staying stuck because, oh, I don't want to say, I don't want to offend anyone, or I don't want to say anything wrong. I think that's the kind of discourse I want to see on social media. I want to see on blogs, on YouTube, on podcasts. I want to see a discourse uh, between friends that says, hey, can you help me? And one of the most incredible things that I have with some of my close friends is I can ask them in all honesty. And I've had genuine conversations like this. You know, if I'm struggling with my eldest son and his anger, for example, um, I can ask my friend, you know, what do you see that I don't see? What am I doing or not doing that I could be doing that could be helping him with this? And because I think they're phenomenal, insightful, wise, you know, parents and human beings, I am so open to their critique and I am so grateful for their honesty. Now, granted, I'm Israeli and so are many of my friends and we have a bit of a brutal honesty in our culture, which I happen to love. I happen to love the idea that people don't uh, you know, just tone things down or say things behind your back or keep hold back on what they wanted to say. I really love it when people speak their mind, even if it's an uncomfortable truth. I like it when people write to me on social media and say, hey, just, you know, with kindness and with respect, but they wanted to say, hey, I think that, you know, this sounded a bit off or this wasn't quite, you know, I can disagree. I can disagree with them. I can take what I take. I can leave what I leave. It, that's my critical thinking. But I appreciate that someone cared enough to try to improve me and my product and my you know, podcast or whatever it is that they're critiquing. Um, I think critique is how we learn. It's how we grow. And being open to it and being curious about it is a, is a sign of maturity. It's a sign that we're not taking things personally. We're not offendable. We're talking about the actual merits of the actual thing. We're not making it about us. You know, when someone says to me, your sound quality is off, and sometimes it is, I know that. I know that I have some challenges with sound quality, and I appreciate that someone took the time to help me to improve what I'm putting out in the world by saying the sound doesn't sound so great. Now, guys, this isn't an invitation for everyone to come and send me criticisms, but, you know, a critique here and there, a well-versed, a well you know, well-phrased critique is helpful. I think it's from kind energy. And I think we need to critique schools. We need to critique culture. We need to critique government. Uh, we need to critique ourselves. Uh, we, we need to do that. We need to critique our children as well. We need to tell them when we feel that they've gone off. Uh, you know, when I was uh, 16, I remember that I really messed up 
um, my dad was sick and I just, I wasn't there for him in the way I should have been. I kind of went off with friends and my parents sat me down and said, you know, Vital, what's going on? Because the way that you just handled that, that, you know, that isn't you. And that's not what we expect of you. What's happening? And it was exactly the, the signifiers of critique. You know, it wasn't, they weren't making me at fault. They weren't criticizing my character. They were talking about the behavior itself. Um, they were saying, you know, what usually works and what wasn't working here. And it was kind and it was true and it was very necessary. And they were absolutely right to say that to me. And it was part of what formed my uh, character to, oh, to be held to that standard and to be expected to improve and to not be let go, you know, to, for someone not to turn a blind eye when I'm underperforming in ways that I really should have performed better. I think we do that too much in the realm of academics, but not enough in the realm of character and in the, in the realm of ethics and morality and that kind of thing. And so I think it's crucially important. So yeah, that's what I wanted to say today is, can you take the element of critiquing and say, you know what, we're not gonna, we're not gonna engage in criticism. Criticism is incredibly um, insidious. It's incredibly damaging. It really just spikes defensiveness. It doesn't help anyone. But critique is something that we all need to be open to hearing and open to giving. Uh, and it's a skill that we can develop to learn that, to be curious about it, to not make it about us, not make it personal and make it about the thing, about the behavior, about the choice, about the product, about the art, about the party, whatever it is that is being critiqued about the school. Um, and having a critical, open, honest, and adult conversation about what is working and what needs some improvement. Thanks for listening to The Parenting Junkie Show. If this was helpful for you, I would be so appreciative if you would subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Subscribing to the show means you'll get the bonus episodes that I only deliver here. And when you rate and review the show, it helps other parents find it. I'll be shouting out some of my favorite reviews in upcoming episodes and would love to spotlight you. And remember, keep on loving parenting and parenting from love. Namaste.